eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. Joined, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is... Dennis Von Rennes. He is Rodman Von Dodman. Did I screw that up already? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Back. Let's have it again. Yep. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Having a wonderful time, Richard. Wonderful time. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm glad yes. you asked. I'm doing really well. You know what we decided to do? We wanted what to have do we do? our own five-man starting lineup for this mm-hmm. episode. So we have invited our friends. We have, in no particular order, Brian Sharkey, a.k.a. Shark. Shark, you might remember him from the... Uh, Game of Thrones episode from Days Gone By. Shark, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. He's excited. He's excited to be here. He's thrilled to be here. As always, he's fired up. (laughs) Also, we have none other than Opie the Poet. His voice, of course, you hear at the beginning of every one of these episodes. He was also a uh, co-host, Days Gone By, doing some Star Wars episodes. Opie, how are you? I'm very excited to be back. (laughs) Can't even hold it in. Great. Two for two. And last but certainly not least, another veteran to the Hashtag Dork podcast. That would be Will Woodward, a.k.a. Woody. Woody, how are you? Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Good. Hot start, guys. Is that what you wanted? That's what you wanted. Shot out of a cannon so far. That's what That's what we got. It's a five-person podcast. We're all doing it via home computer. So you're going to get what you're going to get. That's, that's what Thank we have. First. What are you going to do? Uh, Ryan, should we get to the news? Ah, fuck it. Why not? All right, we're getting to the news. This week in yeah. All right, first things first. We missed this last week. We didn't. We didn't hit on it. Uh, Boba Fett apparently is still alive, as he has been cast in the Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. I hate that we know this already. I feel like they should probably have saved it for some sort of grand reveal, but this is the times we live in. Well, didn't they kind of already do it? So like in that episode with um uh Bobby Carnival's kid with the when they go to Tatooine, didn't yeah. didn't we just assume that that was him? At well, the end. Yes, but they didn't like yeah. flat out tell you, but yeah, no, we just assumed that was him. Idea, right? so we thought yeah. it could be him. 
Yeah. But so then like, oh, that's all you get now is like the casting news. And you're like, great. So. Great. But they said Tim, and which is weird because then they said, all right, Boba, the guy who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones yeah. is playing an older Boba Fett. Not only that, but like they give that away and then say like, oh, Timothy Oliphant's in it too, but we're not telling you who he is. Like, what difference does it make at this point? You already gave what you already showed your hand. Yeah. And they already sense to me. filmed it, didn't they? Yeah. And they're always like, Timothy Oliphant joined the cast. It's like, hey, probably no, joined it like a year ago. Exactly. What are we, what are we doing here? Uh, more Star Wars news. The Phantom Menace, uh, not known for being a great film, was explained during uh, Disney Gallery's The Mandalorian. Did you mm-hmm. see this yet? Yes. So there's been three episodes so far on Disney Plus, and this is like roundtable discussions. And Dave Filoni, who was in charge of uh, Clone Wars, and he was in charge of Rebels, and he directed a couple of episodes in uh, The Mandalorian. He does a great job trying to give you reason to care about this. And you know what, though? Like, the whole time he was explaining it, like, he started ramping it up. I'm like, this is just going to be total horseshit. But it actually made sense. So the Duel of Fates, he's talking about the Darth Maul fight scene against Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. He's saying that, essentially, this is all sort of, again, the puppet master is Darth Sidious. And Darth Maul's job was to make sure that Qui-Gon is wiped out because... If Anakin had Qui-Gon, that would have been the father that he needed, and he never would have turned. But he had Obi-Wan, who, yes, would train him, but Obi-Wan never really thought of him that way. And he was more of like an older brother to him, but also he was much more of like the way of the Jedi, whereas Qui-Gon wasn't even on the Jedi Council. It actually made a lot of sense. And that's one of the last things that Obi-Wan says to him is like, you were my you were my brother. He doesn't say like, yeah, you he were my brother. He does a good Anakin. job of yeah. saying how like when they first took him on, he was making fun of uh like jar he was comparing anakin to jar jar yeah another pretty- useless creature is that what yeah. he said yeah. something like that yeah opie what did you think of the uh did you hear that like the whole phantom menace thing i didn't uh i like that kind of take on it um, yeah i always am, i'm sort of very not critical about these things so i was always like eh, phantom menace it gets the job done it gets you moving <laughs> but uh, i i like that and like thinking of kind of like the alternate path, like if, if it right. had been Flygon, I could I could see his point that like, yeah, maybe he doesn't turn. Yeah, it just made it like, it, it gave it higher stakes, I guess, is what it was. But it was also interesting because like Darth Maul, based on the Clone Wars, like doesn't die. Like that was a scene where like he was, you would think that he was dead. He doesn't die. He comes back. Boba Fett's back. So basically, if you're a cool character in Star Wars and somebody else killed you off, they're going to bring you right back because yeah, nobody does. more stuff to make. So that's good. Uh, last bit of news, Ryan. Uh, the New Mutants has another uh, release date. Have you bought your tickets for the New Mutants? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm. I'm. Pr- the pump is primed. I'm so out. ready for the New Mutants. August 28th, which I believe, no joke, it's their fifth release date. And it's not going to have. It's movie no, theaters are still going to be closed. There's no. no way. There's no way that's going to come out in theaters. So why would you move something to August? Does it? Does yeah. it? Is it trending like we're going to be going to movie theaters in August? And that's hopeful. Just, just like. Spike Lee. Spike Lee has a movie coming out on Netflix. On Netflix. I know. Like, just release it at home. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. All right, that's the news I got. Ryan, let's get to your news, shall we? All right. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. What do you got? I got two, three, three bits of news, and then we're gonna we're gonna cap it at that because we get a lot of talk. We get a, we lot, a lot to of talk hoops. about. We have ten episodes of a documentary to and talk. You know how passionate I am about basketball. You so love basketball. 
And I'll, I can, but I will explain that after my love of basketball. So, um, no surprise to anybody. First bit of news that the the sales this quarter for video games is the highest it has ever been. Um, I don't oh. know what it is. There's a strange phenomenon going on right now. People are just playing a lot of video games. I don't know what it is. Um, we did it, you guys. Yeah, maybe we can nail it down at some point. What what the uptick was in was in uh, in correspondence to. But um, along those lines, uh, right now. Grand Theft Auto 5 on the Epic Game Store and PC is now free. If you're a PC gamer and have never played Grand Theft Auto 5, this game is five, almost six years old, and people are still playing this game. Did you check out the purple versus green, the alien gang wars? Oh, yeah, no, I got to do that. You got to do that. It's, it's do pretty that. funny. That seems like um, there's, all, there's other gangs. So you had the purple and green aliens, and now there's, uh, there's this upstart men in black gang. There are guys <laughs> running around oh. with laser guns and black suits that are, are taking out both of them. People? What's that? They mind wiping people. Well, they're wiping people, but not yeah. They, if you they mean by like shooting their heads off, then yeah, that's mind wiping. Uh, yeah, he was wearing an agar suit. <laughs> it's it's one of the many impressions I do. Um, my favorite bit of video game news, and there's at least three people in this room with me who can attest to this. Tony Hawk Two, yes, one and two is getting a 4K remaster that's coming out way sooner than you think. I think it's coming out in the fall. Um. I played this game probably more than any video game I've ever played in my whole life. And I actually stopped playing it because with the Spider-Man character on the Rio level in Tony Hawk 2, which you can remember, you, you've you seen me do it, go all yeah. the way around the thing. like A lot of grinding. 10 million <laughs> points in one run. Come on. And I said, after that, I was done. I'm, I'm done. You retired from video games. Yep. And I played the same. What was, uh, B-Boy game. Document 99. Yeah. Uh, Superman by Goldfinger and uh, 96 Quite Bitter Beings by CKY were like the only three songs I listened to on that soundtrack. They, had, they were they had unbelievable. It was a good soundtrack. <laughs> game. So the soundtrack's back. I'm I can't wait. I can't wait. So is it the same roster too? It's the same roster. Oh, so you perfect. get like... Yeah, I don't but want I think Steve Caballero looks... I think it's the same roster, but as they look now, because Steve Caballero looks really old. <laughs> That's the render. So... When did Bam Margera get introduced? Was it three or four like he wasn't in the first two i don't think uh or was he i think he steve might have been in, was steve uh yeah mike valeli yeah, he was definitely oh, in three. Mike, mike valeli is it yeah I yeah think mike was. v mike v uh yeah, it might have yeah, been yeah. two or three i have to look that up but... i was a big bucky lassick guy i remember this is rodney rodney mullen's my favorite skateboarder yeah, ever, yeah, yeah. and i always use rodney mullen oh he if could. i wasn't using my created skater that is obviously just Arvon D out there, it's fucking right. having a skate. I even had my old, remember my old green Etni sweatshirt. I even like made. Yeah, you look just clothes. like you. Yeah, it was so awesome. Brought, you know, big baggy cargo. That was the nineties, people. Big baggy cargo pants and like big sweatshirts. Ryan, talk about a segue. Jesus Christ! Did you say the nineties, Ryan? I, I did. did you yeah, nineties. The nineties. Are you ready for the topic du jour? You asking me? I'm glad you asked. It's today. It's the topic of the day, and it's the last dance. A 10-part documentary uh, that ran on ESPN the last five weeks. They would do two episodes a night on Sundays. Everybody's watching this thing. It's like one of the highest rated documentaries, again, because we're not allowed to do anything else. So we're watching The Last Dance. We're going to do all spoilers because, again, you kind of know what happened. And everybody's been talking about it during the week anyway. But I'll ask the panel this. Sort of how it ends made a lot of news. The 10th episode Michael Jordan's talking about how if they came to him 
at the end of the 98 season, which they had dubbed the last dance the whole time anyway, they sort of in their minds that this was it for a number of reasons, which we'll get to, Jerry Krause, Jerry Reinsdorf. Jordan said, though, if they came to him and said everybody's coming back, he would have re-signed and played in 1999. Do you guys think, Shark, we'll start with you, do you think they would have won a seventh title and a fourth in a row if they brought the team back, based on what we know now? So my answer to this is yes, uh, partially because I think it was a strike-shortened season. Right. Um, I think if it was a full season, they would have would have had a harder time. I would have said no. That's but a good point. Because they of the strike. games, and it was the Spurs. It was Duncan's first title, Duncan and an older Robinson, and the Knicks won right. the conference, and they were the eighth seed that year. No Patrick yeah. Ewing. It was Alan Houston, Latrell Sprewell, Marcus Camby, Larry Johnson. What a squad. Pacers. It was a cool squad. It was a cool yeah, It was a cool squad. It was like, a cool street, team. Streetball classic. Right there. But, like, yeah. Do you think they win? Like, Woody, do you think they, they, the, the bull? I guess the biggest key would have to be, can you figure out a contract for Scottie Pippen? Because I don't think Pippen's coming back based on let's, how they treated him. Let's say hypothetically, they yeah. figure out a way to get Pippen back. Yeah. Because back then, you could exceed the salary cap. Um, and, and bring them back on a big contract if the Bulls wanted to do that. But even if you bring them back, you bring back everybody. Everybody resigns on reasonable deals under some magic. You got two problems. You got one, like we were talking about the competition. The Knicks were good. You had Shaq and Kobe on the Lakers. You had the Spurs. You had a bunch of other. The Jazz were still just as good after coming off two finals losses. You have a bunch of really good competition for them to have to go through. And then the other problem is you have Jordan is still the best player in the league, but getting worse. Pippen, as you can see, like in revisionist history, we know Pippen yeah. didn't get as good. Kerr's old. That was basically Rodman's last super effective year. Even with some time off, I don't know if he's any good. So the Bulls are appreciably worse. The rest of the NBA is getting better and kind of getting smaller groups of elite players together, kind of like today. But it's Jordan. So could he, he would have found player. some ridiculous reason. He would have found some ridiculous reason right. why everybody hates the Bulls and why no one believes in them and why somebody didn't shake his hand at dinner and right. they probably would have sold one. That's all I needed. Obi, you think they win it? I think. I mean, to Shark's point, I think that the '99 season was the best chance, right? Because it was a lockout right. and it was kind of a crapshoot anyway. Like that Knicks team, you know, like coming from the eight seed, like I think to Woody's point, I think a lot of the competition was in the West, like the East, it was kind of wide open because the, the Knicks upset the, I think it was the one seed heat actually. Like, um, yeah, I think who knows? I also that all had like the best record that year. Cause again, they only played 50 games and it was like the Pacers. Was it the heat and like the Sixers? Maybe I forget what it was, but the Knicks like came out of that. And, uh, I don't know. Like they weren't, they weren't a great team. That's why I feel like the Bulls probably could have figured it out because they still, they would have had Ku coach who was still pretty good for a few years. Pippen definitely got worse, but it's hard to say. Did Pippen get worse or did he just go play for the Rockets? And Hakeem was old. You had Barkley. It was like it was not a very good fit. I feel like someone would get hurt. Like well, that Jordan, Jordan somehow well, never really got hurt, but I think like that would all catch up to him in some way. Like, yeah. And that's what I was going to add to that. Like what I felt, especially in the last season, I feel in the book on the bulls, if any team that played them tough is just like, just beat them up. Yeah. Like, and that, and I think that would have gone like 
You just name that Knicks team. That Knicks team would have just beat the shit out of the older Bulls. Mm-hmm. And also, like Rodman, they said time and time again in this series that Rodman and a big man who could was an elite defender and could rebound was the kind of key cog that they needed to make this work. And if Rodman's not as effective, how how are they going to make it happen? And also, like, part of it, they mentally were preparing themselves to play the whole 98 season as like, this is it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, Why? let's run it back. Like, there's got to be an issue. Because my other question would be, if Jordan didn't retire in 94, and I know he came back in 95, but he only played 17 regular season games and then the playoffs, which they ended up losing to Shaq and Penny. But let's say Jordan never retires. Do they win eight in a row? Or is that just too mentally? Like, I I feel like he almost needed the break and the guys needed the break from him because he was like so hard on them that not just that the Rockets were a good team and like, you know, they had Akeem Olajuwon. Talent-wise, the Bulls were probably the best for eight straight years. But I just don't see a team in the 1990s winning eight straight titles. No. No. I, I think it was super important for Scotty to be able to run the team on his own and see like at that pace and then say, do you know what? I like being number two. This is my comfort zone. <laughs> let, 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 let's go do that. Right. Um, Cause I, I could totally see if Michael stayed that whole time, Scotty would have really pushed his way out. Well, at least that's yeah. my guess. Yeah. Which eerily the same dynamic of this very podcast, by yep. the way, same thing. I'm the Jordan. Davey's the Pippin. Good exactly. player. It's a really good player, but <laughs> I don't want to run not, the team. He's not going. By the way, every time Scotty Pippen talked, I was like, and then Michael came up to me and he said, "Man, I was like falling every time Scotty Pippen talked. I was like nodding off. He was like the like, you got a deep man. voice though, but it's deep, but it's also like good. slow. Yeah, and he's got that like uh, what yeah. do they call that vocal fry? Vocal fry. I'm not familiar with this. It's like when you go like uh, like, like vocal fry. fry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like Matthew McConaughey. And he's a top buttoner. He's a top buttoner, which like is a complete psycho move. I I I respect the top button. I don't. Every time he's going like, and I do not. Top button's a bit of a serial killer. Tell I feel like yeah. That's (laughs) even Tiger back in the day. It was like serial killer. MMA fighters file that under. Do not fuck with. Yeah, like how many freezers? Top buttoner. Be my first question. Well, I got the big one. I got the big one in the too car. many. No. Yeah, I got the big one. Why is there a lock on it? Just, 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 someone's gonna steal your hams? Like, no, <laughs> don't swear to me you don't go in there. Well, don't ask questions mean. you don't know the answer to. And I also like Jordan needed big ball. <laughs> and then Jordan I was on the, the team by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Woody. Go ahead. <laughs> David does a good. I'm terrified. You never now. knew that, but David does a really good Pippin. He does. I do now. Pippen. I just I just figured that out. One of them's one of them's Scotty Pippin. We get interview Scotty Pippin now. <laughs> Amazingly, it's never come up in conversation that David does once. a good Pippin. Not um, one. Nope. But Jordan, like Jordan, needed the time away too to get remotivated because it was really losing in his 18 or whatever games coming back off playing baseball that then he kind of rededicated himself. Yeah. He, there's no way you could stay that motivated and mentally r- ridiculously tough for eight so. years. No. Yeah. I, Lisa, uh, just as much as anybody did. I think, I think they all kind of did and that kind of benefited from it. I know Kenny Smith did interviews a while ago and he was on the Rockets, So he's going to say this, but he was like the, our team matched up well against the bulls. Because obviously center was maybe their weakest position, and they had Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, yeah, one of the best ever. Like, all right, like I'll yeah. I'll give you that. But that you look at the '94 roster, the '95 team had Drexler, so they were better. The '94 mm. roster stinks. It's Hakeem. <laughs> it's like Otis Thorpe. 
It's a really young Robert Ori and Sam Cassell, like rookie year, I think, Ori and Cassell. Vernon Maxwell, Kenny Smith, that's not a very good roster. And, and, the, and the Bulls could take Shaq, young Shaq with the Magic without problems. That's a dominant center. Right. Just having one dominant player is not going to beat the Bulls. No, I, I agree with you on that. So it's I, interesting, I think, though. I would feel like they're, the Rock, that Rockets team is almost like a better version of the Knicks. Because it's a you know big guy and maybe mm-hmm. better shooters around and and the magic for that matter, like right. a better center like who can do more. But yeah, I, I agree most likely. Like let's say maybe they get to the finals in '94, but I don't think they would continue. Maybe they don't get Rodman because Grant doesn't leave. Or or there's like yeah, there's some kind of butterfly effect where even if they win it in '94, like they're too fried out and they don't win it in '96 or like something yeah. or something something happens or. I don't know. I also, I still really don't understand Jerry Krause's like need to break up the team. That seems insane to me. And obviously they, they, they did a good job of like mapping him out being like, he was so worried about getting credit. And like, he would always talk about how the organization won the title, not Michael, like the organization won the title. And you're like, "Mm, you got Michael Jordan, Jordan. but he and Reinsdorf to tell Phil Jackson I don't care if you go 82 and 0, we're going to replace you. How insane is that? That's like Indiana. Robert Kraft saying to Belichick and Brady, I don't care how many titles you guys win in a row, we're going we're getting rid of both of you. Like what? Why? Yeah, Why it do doesn't you make any sense. That bad? It does, and and like you said, I think a lot of it was he wanted to prove to people that he could do it on his own, which is so stupid and so, so like looking back on it like it's so and and the fucking bullshit that like Reinsdorf said at the end. Oh my god! And he's like, because he's like, they never explained. Michael's like, they never MJ's like, they never explained it to us, like why. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, Phil was kind of on, you know, blah 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 blah, and we couldn't resign all these guys. He's like, no, you told us at the beginning of the season, right? That you could go eighty six to zero, and, and we're not bringing you back. The whole like, thing, and Reinsdorf goes to Phil, like, hey, one more year, and he's like, what? no, dude, like we already did this whole thing. This this was it, and Kraus, for whatever reason, Kraus didn't want. Pippen or didn't want to give Pippen more money or to extend him out and was like all you guys are old I can understand that if they what say that team went to the conference finals and lost yes okay gotta go like the Celtics kind of did that here not that the Celtics were as good but Danny Ainge saw it and was like Pierce Garnett love you guys see ya like we this is it this is over had they won three straight and he traded them then I would have been like what? <laughs> like they're the best team Jordan's the best player we just talked about the 99 season. Even if they don't win it, they're one of the best teams. Like they go into it as one of the best teams. So that was so bizarre. And then it's hilarious to look back on. And I was kind of upset they didn't do more of like an epilogue. But the Bulls missed the playoffs for like six straight years. They didn't win a playoff series for like eight years. They had the worst record in the Eastern Conference the very next year. And it went to Tim Floyd, the guy that he was like flirting with, the Iowa State coach. Yeah. He brings in Tim Floyd. Horrible. The whole wedding <laughs> invite story. That's like, don't invite Phil, but invite him. Like, come on. That was so funny. ridiculous. That was so, so good. The part that is the craziest to me isn't even at the end of the season, you decide, okay, this isn't sustainable. We need to. Why did you announce it a year early and reveal your cards to everybody? That's I the most see, insane part. I can maybe see you when you can bring the people back. I could see like Kraus and Reinsdorf getting together and being like, listen, like, Unless we win it, like we got to blow it up yeah. privately. Okay. But it was so well known publicly. One of my favorite scenes in the whole thing is when Craig Sager, pick of the pod, 
was interviewing pregame Jerry Krause, and he's like, you worried about anything going on, like, with all the backstabbing, like, with Phil Jackson? <laughs> and Krause gets, like, all fired up. He's like, oh, there's no backstabbing here. You're like, oh, well, there kind of is. I mean, I guess some front stabbing, but also yeah. some backstabbing. Well, well, here's my question. Do you think him putting it out there on, like, day one actually helped them throughout that season? Rather than being like all these like bullshit, like you know, it makes uh, great talk radio and, and it's like, a good point. Or, like it's Tom Brady. You could tell the team that you don't tell the media that. <laughs> but I also <laughs> think it was very telling that like they were all bullshit at him. Um, he wasn't even there that time. He was like trying to court Tony Kukoc and like wasn't even like watching games. Like he was in fucking oh Yugoslavia. that was before. yeah yeah that was before, that was before. but he was like he yeah, took yeah, off yeah. and was just like yeah. watching games and. Former right. Yugoslavia. It's like, dude, you're yeah. you're you have the best team in the league right now, and like two of the best players. And like, yeah. you're, and you're like, in Beirut. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like get get back here. <laughs> no, it's a good question though, Shark. Like, I I think that may have served as some motivation. I also wonder if it maybe kept Scotty Pippen somewhat at bay, being like, "Hey, this is it." Like, rather yeah. than like holding out for that year or whatever, being like, "We have one more crack at it." You're not going to want to let Michael down because this is it for Michael too. So maybe. It's just that you – I think they could have squeezed a couple more years out of that. Pippen played, can't Pippen played like six more seasons. Michael Jordan retired for three, came back for two more, where he averaged like 22 a game and was an yeah, all-star. Yeah, it was still good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After taking three years off, it was crazy. Three years yeah, off. Yeah. Came back and was an all-star with the Wizards. But uh, who do you guys think – out of all the people, and this one of the reasons why I like this documentary was they talked to everybody, like every player on the team, uh, the coaches, opponents. Like I thought they did a great job getting people. Who do you think came across the best? Who do you like more, or who who do you who are you surprised by? Anybody to jump in? The security guards. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, those guys were hilarious. Flow is so (laughs) that was incredible. That's what I'm gonna wind up with after quarantine. I (laughs) fucking love the stupid game they were playing for twenty dollar bills that just throw a quarter at the wall. Quarter. What was that game? What closest to the wall? Closest to the wall without hitting wall quarters. Obviously, and like how stupid of a game? Like us at fifteen, like would have played that game for like. All right, if you get if you throw the quarter closest to the wall, you get to keep both. Right. Like it's the yeah, dumbest that's a game. Board in the we house. would have come up with a yeah. more creative game. Yes. That's a COVID nineteen game. Yeah. That is graduate. And they quarters. were like they had like wads of money and they were betting on that shit. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But yeah. those guys lived the life though. Who's that guy, Gus? Like Jordan's guy? Gus, Gus uh, was the man. Yeah, yeah those are like and Jordan. The guy with the flow. Well, yeah. The guy, the guy with the, the flow, flow, apparently, he was also they, – they looked him up after episode, like, uh, six. He was, I guess, like a badass Chicago cop for, like, years. Yeah, because you look at him and you're like, who's this guy going to stop? If shit goes down, like, who is that guy going to stop? Really? Apparently. You know, apparently. Apparently Al oh. Capone. Ever hear of him? <laughs> yeah. Old Man Gus and Billy Goat. <laughs> but to like for me, like, coming across best, it's got to be uh, Phil Jackson. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I never I've, liked Phil, and now no, I'm with but you. As a play, as a as a as a person who played team sports my whole life, and as a person who now coaches high school, like if you saw like that documentary, and they didn't, they didn't interview Phil Jackson, but like you, Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, like this guy managed all of those personalities. Incredible. 
he won. And then he, after that, he went to the Lakers and won what? Five, five more championships? Five more. Five more. Like, Which is amazing. And like both are true. Cause I always thought, and especially as like a Celtics fan, you're like Bulls and Lakers. Like I hate this guy. And yeah. you're just like, well, he had all the best players. So of course he won. But in reality, that guy, first of all, Doug Collins had a lot of talent with the Bulls. He couldn't win. I think it was was a Dell Harris and somebody else with the Lakers. They had Shaq and Kobe. They didn't win. Mm-hmm. And so Phil got there. And the way he dealt with Dennis Rodman, genius. Like genius. Letting Other him coaches. take a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-season yeah, needs a vacation. They let him go. And I think like that's the guy goes to Monday Nitro during the NBA, the NBA finals. finals. He's like, yeah. no, we're still gonna play him. We're and he's just like Dennis is, Dennis is Dennis. Like that's Dennis what, is what Dennis. he's gonna do. And that's what like what I took away from that is like just it's one thing to know like the X's and O's, but be able to manage those types of personalities for as long as you did and to have the respect of the whole room. And yeah. I thought one of the coolest stories, and this is me being sappy, but like the whole thing at the end when they wrote letters and like burned them in the I thought that was like the coolest thing. Yeah. That they're just like, we're done with it, you know? Because he's also like very, he's isn't very he like zen. a Buddhist or he's very, very like zen. A, he's a yeah. Zen master. Yeah. He like meditates and he's one of those guys. Yeah. He I mean, does all that stuff, but like it worked in like with all those guys and the relationship that he had. And I didn't really know growing up like just how toxic it was with him and the GM, which is weird because the GM promoted him. Like Kraus yeah. had Phil Jackson as his assistant. And was like, hey, Doug Collins, you got to go. He went with Phil. But then, like, Phil was getting too much credit or something. And Jerry was like, now he's got to go. You're like, dude, you found him. Like, you you got him. <laughs> they had all that stuff where he's, like, coaching. Was it in Puerto Rico or whatever? They had, like, that footage of Phil in Puerto crazy. Rico. <laughs> I read somewhere that uh, Krause was pissed that Phil Jackson wouldn't stop Jordan and Pippen from picking him. Maybe. Oh, why would, why would Pippen and Jordan give him shit the entire they time? Really did. And <laughs> and then also Phil Jackson said uh, recently in interviews after this that he tried to make amends with Jerry Krause, and Jerry Krause said, "No, nah, fuck you, I'm not doing it." I don't it's get like, how Jerry are Krause, you that thin skinned. Jerry Krause. I don't get him. Was a scout for the White Sox. Tells Jerry Reinsdorf, "Hey, I want to be the GM of your of the Bulls," and he's like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> What? Huh? And then a bunch of people told him not to hire him. (laughs) Right. Let me ask. Let me ask this question to the group. At your most competitive, right? You're at like your peak, peak testosterone levels. So right now, I already know the answer to this because I've seen all except except for Opie. Uh, Except except for Opie, I haven't seen. But I've seen the three of you do this. If someone you didn't like, you were making fun of someone you didn't like, and they let you know that they didn't like it, what would you do? Rich Keefe? I might have. A Rich younger, Keefe, what would you do? A younger version of me may have made it worse. You would have just kept going. <laughs> like, just kept going. Like, all right, all right. now I know what you don't like, so now I yeah. know how to get under your skin. You would have thrown snowballs through his open window. I can't stop. I can't. <laughs> he had an open window in the middle of the winter. What do you want no, me to do with that? No, like <laughs> That's a little That's inside, but... All right, so just, I don't know if anybody cares or if anybody would ask, but here's the quick relationship. Me, Davey, Shark, and Woody all went to high school together. Me and Shark have known each other our whole lives, and Shark and Opie are from the same town, and me, Opie, and Shark played basketball together. Yes. That's the, that's the relationship. So Boom, I know there was, a, there was a small child in our dormitory who would wear a New York Jets jacket 
even though he was from Vermont and he would wear a New York Jets jacket around the yeah. dorm. And Richard started calling this young, this poor young man, this poor young man. No, fuck it. I don't feel bad. For no, he was a, he was a prick dude. He's a real prick. You know he was. <laughs> and Rich, because of the show, the wonder years started calling this young man, Winnie Cooper. I asked him if he got the jacket from Ken. I said it to you privately, and then you (laughs) obviously you said it to him. (laughs) Like, oh, would he steal that jacket from Kevin Arnold? And then you started calling him Winnie Cooper, and he hated it. He didn't like it for some reason. So then you took the ball and ran with it. He also tried to fight me. Yes. And I did not fight back. Fight. You did not fight, fight back. He yeah. was a smaller guy, so I, yeah. I had nothing to gain there. I had nothing yeah, to he kind of did like the bury the head and hit you like three <laughs> times in the ribs and then cried and ran away. There was some tears. There were some tears. There, there. there were some tears. But I know exactly what you would do if someone was making fun of you. Or yeah, you'd, you make fun of a little, you'd, you'd needle them a little bit. you got to stand up to bullies, guys. you got to stand up to bullies. <laughs> and so uh, to answer, who else came across? Steve Kerr, too, by the way. Kerr's yeah. good. Kerr's really good. Good for Kerr. I would have 100%, and this is not just me saying it, because I, I would have lost said fight, but I would have done the exact same thing. Oh, I Michael swear Jordan's to God, I would have done the exact same thing Kerr did. Yep. Yeah, you oh, got to fight back, or you got to show that you're, you're right. in, right? Like, yeah. Have to. Yeah. Especially on the, you- court, on the court, they're not going to let you get your fucking ass handed to you, right? They Jordan might get a couple of punches in, but somebody's gonna step in. So you gotta at very least stick up for yourself. So oh, yeah. good good for Kerr. Like I yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Am um, I the only one who thought Jordan came across great? No, I, uh, I like him more. Time, my theory on Jordan is especially for our generation, he's kind of bulletproof. Like, yeah, there's not a damn thing you can say about him that I would feel worse. And so it doesn't matter what it is. And maybe I'll feel a little bit better. But, yeah, I thought he was good because I thought he was – like this. they call the documentary The Last Dance about the 98 Bulls, but it was really a Jordan, Jordan documentary. And I thought he was pretty good. Like he talked about a lot – I don't know if he was honest about everything, but like he talked about a ton of different stuff. So that and was I, good. It was nice to get those like human moments with him. But like what I really appreciated was Kobe Bryant – may he rest – uh, he was like, they talk, oh, you could you beat Jordan one on one? He's like, I don't even think about that because the, I wouldn't be me without him, right? And yeah, I think if you asked, if you asked your boy LeBron James, Rich, the same thing, he would say, like, I'm not I'd even going to entertain that because no, LeBron, like, would, LeBron would say he'd win. Totally. Yeah, LeBron, yeah. the son of a bitch. LeBron but I love, I love this when he's walking, and I love the fact that like Ahmad Rashad was there the entire time. Like I, I thought that was really Ahmad Rashad killing yeah. it. He's the man. <laughs> Yeah, and but he's like, all right, so you know, they talk about like the dream team or whatever. They're in Barcelona, and he's like, all right, so you know, game in the line, like who's taking the last shot? He's like, you see, like me, yeah, fuck you talking about what <laughs> me, like what I thought that was the funniest thing. Like, I think that shit's funny, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's but, like Ahmad's like talking to the hotel, like receptionist, like who's yeah, that was such a random <laughs> what thing. Are you talking about, <laughs> yeah, cool, all right. <laughs> My favorite thought- part was Jordan's reactions when they'd play him a clip of like somebody else talking shit or saying that they could defend Jordan. Oh. He would just be cracking up like ah. <laughs> that was a good that was a good idea by the producers. To be like, hey, let's get Jordan's. We're not just gonna tell him what somebody said. We're gonna show him. And one of the scenes is another guy I thought came across well was Gary Payton. Yeah, I love Gary Payton. And but yes, Gary Payton's like dead serious that like love. he held Jordan down. <laughs> Jordan like almost fell out of his chair. He's like, <laughs> got no problem with the glove. But how stupid is that? So the 1996 NBA Finals, the Bulls and the Sonics, Gary Payton's Defensive Player of the Year, and George Carl doesn't 
put them on Jordan until game four when they're down 3-0. And by the sound of it, it was because Gary Payton made them do it. <laughs> like, what the hell? And even yeah, if he, said, he didn't... Fuck you're playing, George Carl. Yeah. And, like, fuck Jordan you, was like... Uh, he claims that Peyton didn't do anything, but I don't know. They won back-to-back games, and they forced the game six against the 72-win Bulls. So I think they had to do something. I think Jordan had like 45 points in both the games. No, he didn't. No, no, no. He didn't? He didn't. There was a one of the games he shot the first like one. below 30%. And Jordan claims, you know, it was close to Father's Day, and, you know, that was all this stuff. And maybe Gary Payton's a pretty goddamn good defensive he's player. Good. He's all so, famer, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's one of the best players of that decade. Yeah. Which yeah. We'll I think into. Jordan would have figured it out, but it's like, yeah. yeah, like, what are you doing not putting the best defender you have? And you're already yeah. like, I mean, it, that he waited to game four is, is absolutely insane. Like, it, yeah. do it in game three when you're home and you at least are still in the series. One of the you're worried things- about resting him. It's the NBA finals. Right. He's like, yeah. oh, we need you to score. It's like, well, I'm yeah, dude, you're going to need you to do both. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you play both? I don't understand. And this Doesn't is Jordan do both. Uh, Jordan did always for sure did I uh, again growing up in it it's the greatest thing ever 90s basketball but then looking back on it holy smokes were some of those games low scoring like that was terrible basketball 77 to 78 like what in the world they're like oh Bulls going overtime tied at 79 what how about that one game Utah Jazz Jazz scored 54 points Four points in a game. The five of us with me. Could in score a game. Oh, this five. Oh, we're scoring. Fit. We're easily scoring sixty plus with this five. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I can't believe that happened center? in the final. In a whole game. And they because they would do like a quick thing where they're like they're showing you the highlights, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh wow, like this is me as a kid watching uh, Jordan versus Drexler. And then they're like, final score like 81 79 And you're like, what happened to the fourth quarter? You guys didn't play the fourth quarter. <laughs> There was a That's scene of so Phil Jackson bad. talking before the Jazz series. We're like, Jazz, second best offense in the league. We might need to get close to 100 <laughs> points. It's like, what? 100 points. And it, like, it's, it's crazy looking back. Like, no one shot threes. I mean, like, there'd be like five threes a game. And it's like all all the highlights are twos. Like, that's why Carl Malone was so good because he's just like dropping these twos in. And like the, the Jordan shrug game, he hit six threes and a half. But it was like, that was unheard of then. Now yeah. Clay Thompson's doing that in a quarter. Yeah, Steph and you're like not even half. blinking. Yeah. Clay Thompson scored 30 was it 7 points in a quarter? Yeah, it's so really like good. what? So like it's that's almost as many as the Jazz. <laughs> the game. Like, it's just a it's a different game, but I I thought Peyton came across well. Phil Jackson the best. Anybody else come across better to you? Uh not that he came cuz he had that thing with Pippen where they were like um I always like Scottie Pippen as yeah. like the number two guy, but like yeah. that whole thing with him pulling himself out of the game, that was bullshit. So that was kind of bad. So guys who came across bad, I I don't know if he came across bad. And of course, Rodman because, looks like a fucking lunatic. Well, Rodman's just he is. Yeah, Rodman's yeah. like another category altogether. But like cause some of these stories, and it's funny, the way we even talked about it in like sports radio is be, like this was like a new event because there's nothing on what right now. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're talking about the documentary like it's new. But with like the coverage of Pip, like Pippen took himself out of the game. Like, yeah, like 15 years ago, like we know that. <laughs> like, it wasn't, yeah. like it wasn't new, but the way they set it up, I think it also adds to how good Phil was. So Phil draws up this play for Tony Kukoc, who apparently had hit like all these buzzer beaters during the regular season. And then Pippen pouts, sits on the bench, 
They run the play anyway without Pippen, and Kukoc drains it. Like, just, oh, my God. It was an incredible play. And then Pippen's just pouting, and, like, now you got Bill Cartwright crying because he's like, I don't know how we're going to recover. I wish we had footage of that. That uh, that Bill Cartwright stock is through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Cartwright with his free throw where he put the ball over his head. So, like, it's nine feet in the air, and he's just, like, chucking it down. But yeah, that always one, looked 55 years old. But what's crazy, and I guess I don't remember this, just like the, the timing of everything, because I think, what was that, 94, so we were 10. And so Pippen sits himself out, but then that dunk over Ewing, which everybody shows all the time. When he stepped over him? After the fact. Yeah. So yeah. Like he came back out like balls out. I mean, they lost the series, but. Yeah, that dunk was like game six of that series. Like, so that, yeah. that was. Yeah. The last second was game three. Because I would always defend Pippen, too, because people would be like, ah, Pippen's just like the number two for Jordan. Like, he's never been the best player. I'm like, all right, first of all, Jordan's the best player. So pick another guy, and if he was on the Bulls, he would also be the second best player. But (laughs) Pippen was so good because he could could do everything. He could guard everybody. He he was like one of the first point forwards that there really was. And I still go back to 1994, Jordan leaves. He led the team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. That's insane. And, and they won like 55 games or something like that. It wasn't like they yeah. were like a 20-win team. Yeah, they, they lost like a handful of games less than the year before. Now they lost in the second round, and they lost to Ewing, which Jordan always beat Ewing. So like that was a big difference. I think where it catches up to him and where the argument's worse is the next year, Jordan doesn't come back until way late. And that team was not very good. Like they were like a playoff team, but they were not going to win 55 games and they were significantly worse. But Pippen's still really good. I mean, I get so let's skip, let's skip over the Keith Spiracies. We'll go back to that for a second. The second best player of the 1990s, I think, is a good debate. I don't think it's Scottie Pippen, but I think he's certainly like one of the five, maybe six best of the 90s. Who do you guys think is the second best player? I go the dream, baby. I go between Elijah Wan, yeah, and Robinson. David Robinson, yeah, yeah. Those are the top. Those are my top two, too. Okay, yeah, it was definitely more of a center game for sure. I mean, I so Hakeem won one MVP and two titles. The two years that Jordan was gone. So a guy that I didn't give a ton of credit to because he's like the Dan Marino. He's like the guy who never won it. But I think Carl Malone was first team All NBA every fucking year of the nineties. Every year, I also he was just one of the don't like Carl Malone. So nah, I don't either. Now, see what this is what trips me out though, because I think in the and all the people that you saw in this documentary, I think the person who had the best career and the person who's like the best player from that era is Shaq. But he did all his shit in like the early two thousands. Shaq, yeah. yeah, so Shaq was what the 93 draft, I believe. Yeah. And he didn't win till like 2000. 2000. Yeah. So, so he like, got to the final in 95. Count. Yeah. Shaq, no, Shaq actually just 90 Shaq does have a good resume. It's yeah. 2000 on which makes him one of the greatest players ever cuz 2000, 2001, 2002, they won the title and he was the finals MVP. But so I remember he's in the mix, but he just just he 90, years. He's below Hakeem. And for me, as the as the, the person here who's the casual basketball fan, mm-hmm. um, Reggie Miller too 
was like, I just remember that dude. Every every time I'd watch a playoff series with him in it, that guy was deadly. So he's like, very with him memorable. In the Knicks, like, yeah, I think he's overrated, and I think especially I think he was just kind of ahead of his time because like nobody shot threes, and he was really good at it, and it was like a different kind of thing, and he was clutch. But yeah. he played for like twenty years, and I think he was like a five time All Star. He's I think we mentioned Clay Thompson before. I think Clay Thompson's better than Reggie Miller. So I, yeah, I and like I agree. Would you say okay. Ray Allen's better than Reggie? Like Reggie Miller's yes. a worse Ray Allen. Reggie Miller's, I think, is just so memorable. Close. Yeah, Miller, Davey, you're right. Like he had the stuff with Spike Lee. Yeah, he had with the, the stuff Knicks against series. the Knicks. It was a great series. He made the finals the one year against Kobe and Shaq. But I don't know. He was like an 18.3 rebound, three assist guy. Like. He was just a shooter ahead of the curve. Like, but am I am I nuts? Is like in like the early two thousands. I want to say like two thousand one. It must have been. He like killed the Celtics too, didn't he? Oh, I'm sure. In I'm the, sure in did. one series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it was I'm like sure the first did. time the Celtics had made the playoffs in like forever. It was the team with like uh, Antoine Walker and Paul yeah. Pierce, and like yeah, and he, they just fucking smoked. Them. It is crazy they, though. Like Reggie Miller, his career was just so long that he was talking about going up against Jordan in like the late 80s when they were like rookies. Yeah. And then he played like deep into the 2000s and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because he stayed outside. He didn't get hurt. No, that's, no, that's definitely true. That's yeah. Another slight against Pippen for me too. And they were talking about Reggie Miller. They were like, there's guys who you'll go to during the game and who you can rely on. And then there's the guys who you go to at the end of the game with the last shot. And that's Reggie Miller and that's Jordan. Nobody ever talks about Scottie Pippen wanting to be that guy. Even no. when Jordan's not around, they, Scottie Pippen's not that guy. No, Phil yeah. Jackson's dialing up plays for Tony. That's why he's a big slight against Scottie Pippen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. He's definitely not like a dynamic scorer by any means. He's just not like, dynamic anything. All, Jesus he's just, Christ. I don't know what you're talking about, Ryan Davis. I was, uh, I was very but, upset that Phil didn't give me the ball. But I don't disagree. Do you hear that story? What's Which that? one? Uh, the one I was uh, telling uh, B about this, Opie here. Uh, apparently some Bulls assistant coach was talking about how competitive uh, Michael and Scotty were. And he said the one area which Scotty had him beat was in the dong department. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, and this just ate Michael up or something like that. He's like, it just killed him. And he's like, Madonna would show up like to their practice when they were in LA. He's like, they would come in like she would come in, in a limo that had a pool in it and pick Scotty up. And Michael would be like, Hey Madonna, like I could satisfy you as as well as Scotty can. And she's like, No way. Not a chance. <laughs> no, so, you can't. There I you go. what Scotty's working with. So, so by the way, not to be crass, not to be crass, but can we discuss that? Where is this going? Carmen Electra is still 95 with movement in oh, 2020. I think 98 <laughs> on the black. Yeah. August Payton, just a she rock. She is smoking right oh, now. He should have been number one who came out the best. Yeah, Electra. Carmen Electra. Let's redo it. Let's redo yeah. it. She was, yeah, she was great. And just like the story. Dennis's greatest performance. How so about, much zip on that fastball still. How about Rodman going AWOL from the team, not for the Nitro thing, but for his vacation. Like he's extended his vacation. Jordan had to go to the hotel and Carmen Electra's hiding under the bed or under the blankets. Like and the thing didn't didn't on that vacation, didn't they? Isn't that when they got married too? Oh, might have been. Like they got married on like some like shotgun wedding thing. It's crazy. But yeah, best player, Be uh, second best player of the '90s. I think it's definitely either Hakeem, Malone, Robinson, 
Barkley, we didn't mention Barkley. I think he was an MVP and went to one finals. He didn't have the team success, obviously, but Barkley was ridiculous. One thing yeah, I would say to you, may, then maybe Pippen. Huh? Now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm thinking about best players from the 90s, I felt bad that everyone, I, I kind of felt bad that everyone hates Isaiah Thomas. I don't feel bad, but like I feel kind of bad for him. He, he was on my, came out the worst list. You think Isaiah did? Yep, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, like, I, he, I'm not going to say that like he should have been on the like the dream team, but like I think he should have. He, he's better than Christian Leitner. No. He's a hundred percent better than Leitner. Well, he was better than Stockton at the time too. Yeah, right? at the right? time he was probably better than Stockton. Like his resume, if you're just talking about ninety, the summer of ninety two, like pure point guard. Isaiah and, Thomas, you could make a case as like one of like yeah. the top six or seven choices. If you're just and, talking points, but he's a clubhouse cancer. Everybody on the team. They win every game by 40 points already. Why do you need him? But you guys, well, yeah, you guys it. all, you guys all know me very well. I do not fault Isaiah Thomas for not shaking hands with Jordan. I would not have <laughs> shaken that guy's hand. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would have spit on him on my um, way out. But I love that, that, that he's so was like, true. You would not have. I did you like that Jordan say sport. like he did say like the two best point guards I've ever played against, Magic Johnson and close second is Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he was awesome. It was like, but nobody liked those teams. Everyone hated them. Nobody liked team. Isaiah. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Good. Like the basketball, like now every team loves it. They all love each other. They all like, they're all best buds. And it, it was so much better than when there was real hatred there. Yeah. So I think Isaiah should have been on the dream team. They His claimed, excuse for not shaking hands was bullshit too. Uh, Ooh, nobody ever did that. Yeah, that was well, and he was wrong too because we found out the real yeah. story about the Celtics. They didn't just walk off. It was, it was like where the locker rooms were or whatever. And like Mikhail actually did stop and talk to Isaiah, and so he was wrong about that. But I don't know. Th- like those were teams that just nobody outside of Detroit would like. But they were good. I, you got to give Isaiah good. a little bit of credit because I I remember like he was actually a really good broadcaster. Like he was painting these like poetic things of, of describing what Michael and the Bulls were doing. And and if you thinking about how much they hated him and how much he knew that, like I wouldn't be able to sit yeah. there and be like, look at this guy, right? Great guy. No, I would guy. Know. Awesome. But I think Jordan definitely kept him off the dream team. Don't you think? Hundred percent. Because like he said, I don't think it was just him. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I don't think he's the only one. Yeah, the whole team probably didn't like him. But yeah. Jordan's but the only Jordan. guy that could be like, "Hey, either I'm going or he's going." And they're like, "Jesus Christ, we got to have you go." Yeah, because his coach was the coach of the dream team. Chuck <laughs> Daly's coaching the dream team, yeah. and they didn't even have Isaiah. <laughs> I forgot that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's I thought ridiculous. it was pretty baller. I thought it was pretty baller. Him covering up the Reebok logo too with the flag. Smart. <laughs> smart dude the guy's an absolute like even before he was a brand like he was a brand but the other thing too is like who's gonna yell at him oh i was wearing the american flag you have a problem you have a problem yeah with oh, that? sorry you don't like america like oh i'm whoa. sorry hey easy mike yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey same team mike sorry about that <laughs> all right some of the keep spiracies aside from did jordan keep isaiah off the dream team do any of you guys think that david stern secretly suspended Jordan after the 93 season for gambling issues. No, but I'm going to tell no. people to the day I die that that's what happened. <laughs> I don't a- believe it, but I'm going to, that's the story I'm going to tell. Oh, it's always going to be like, Oh, Michael Jordan played baseball. Like, Oh, do you know he actually really got suspended from the NBA? Like, I'm going to like tell people that, but retiring 
1993, in the prime of your career, when you've won three in a row and you are by far and away the best player in the league and far and away the face of the league after Bird and Magic have retired, it almost feels like it has to be something else. And but like I, I want to believe this, but I don't I don't know if it's true because I don't think it makes sense for David Stern to really do that. And then that, also allow him back a couple years later. Yeah, but it also like you know, he's with his dad dying, you know, that I think he just yeah, burnt yeah. out and just didn't want to do it anymore. You okay. Know? And let's say it was David Stern and Jordan in a room and they agreed on this suspension. The suspension was because what Jordan was gambling on basketball? On the Bulls, yeah. On the Bulls. So how is there not a bookie somewhere or right. a lackey or a witness who saw him do it? Or some, like, even if you have a small group of people who figure out the suspension, there's going to be somebody over the years, some bookie guy who gets arrested who talks about Jordan betting on the Bulls. You've never heard any of that. Mm-hmm. Right. He just loves now, to gamble, but he in did let weird it, other let, ways. I don't know if he meant it like this quarters. way, but- when he was talking about playing blackjack and there was that great story about how he's playing high stakes poker with Ron Harper at one end of the plane. And then he goes up and he's playing dollar blackjack with, <laughs> with Billy John Winnington, pa- John Paxson, just so he can take <laughs> their money too. He said, so, he said something. He's like, I only bet on myself, which I was like, mm, I think Pete Rose said that same line. <laughs> Pete Rose said the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so that's still betting on the game, but no, it's a great theory, but I ultimately don't think Stern did that. I also think he would have tried to keep him to play as much as possible. Like if you looked at the landscape of the '94 uh, NBA, like you you needed Jordan, you wanted Jordan. It yep. doesn't make sense. And if you were really getting rid of him, why would you let him back in '95? And why would he have taken so long to retire to start the suspension? Right. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. Well, and he- do it. Yeah, and Jordan, like what they were saying was like, as you you know, they I guess they're selling in the documentary that he's getting tired at the end of the '93 season. But I feel like they referenced that he literally told somebody like, "I'm gonna, like, I'm basically gonna retire. Like, I'm gonna shock their." Yeah, know, like '92, he was like talking about yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. what? The f- it seems odd. Which still, is which is it's like just to say like zooming out. Like, I can't believe that happened. Like, the best player in the world just left, went and played ba- another sport. And then just well, it's came like, back and won it's again. like, yeah, it's like LeBron retiring like 10 years ago. Like, what? Yeah. So, one thing I thought they did a good job of was showing like all the fanfare about him. Like, he was like trapped like in hotel yeah. rooms, basically. Yeah. And also, if you think about like with no social media, like, what the effort, like, literally can't communicate with anyone. It's like, all right, you hang around with your security guards and right. you play golf. That's like the only reprieve you get from well we got into an argument on the radio with uh with wiggy because wiggy was saying like jordan now wouldn't have been able to handle all the social media and everything else but i'm like he was such a big deal even still like then it's the same i i don't know how much i understand it's different but you also got to remember like in the 90s when there weren't as many options of things to watch, like the NBA, like the viewership for like the NBA finals was insane. Like way more people watched. Therefore to me, that means more people are interested in say Michael Jordan than they are even today in the current athlete. But even though you can follow their tweets and you can see like what they ate for breakfast, but like as far as actually caring about it and like, cause we, we brought it up because of the Jordan Atlantic city thing when he was in New York. And so, yeah, there wasn't a, there wasn't somebody on their phone taking a picture and tweeting them out at Atlantic City, but at the same time, 
The news got out, and the next day, every reporter was talking to him about it, and it was the biggest deal in sports. So, like, I don't know. You're still dealing with it, whether it was 20 years ago or today. But you talk about, like, a brand. I mean, the the thing, even with the social media, what I would have said to Wiggy is, like, you hire – he had four guys around him just – you hire a guy to do your social media. Like he, he wouldn't be on Twitter. You would right. just have someone tweet for him. You wouldn't well, be on Instagram. You would and have we, had a caller, we had a caller bring up a good point too. Is like the athletes now that are like on social media, they also grew up with it. So they yeah, kind of yeah. get it. Like they Normal. know how to handle it, yeah. how to use it for their benefit, how to make sure it doesn't hurt them, stuff like that. But Jordan, they said, go ahead, Woody. They kept saying Jordan, like, it was so crazy he couldn't leave his hotel room. So when he'd be on the road, he'd sit in his hotel room and smoke cigars, right. all, laying on the couch. And his eat shitty Instagram pizza. Account would be terrible. <laughs> it would just be shots of his flat screen TV smoking five cigars and somehow being an elite athlete. So speaking of the shitty pizza, Ryan, is it yeah. the flu, food poisoning, or hungover drunk? It's not drunk. I don't think it's it's I don't think it's drunk. I think it would be food poisoning, but I don't think he the the four or five guys who delivered the pizza poisoned him. <laughs> I think you're well, in the middle of fucking where was he? Indiana, Indiana, Utah. No, Utah. Utah. This was the finals. It makes no sense to me though. So five guys show up with a pizza. They know it's for Jordan. Did Jordan call and say, "Hey, it's me, Michael Jordan. Send this pizza to Michael Jordan, please." No, but they were I probably they were that. probably like, <laughs> it's one of those things like. They knew what hotel they were staying at. Yeah. Right. It's like what yeah. happened with the who was say the the team the Patriots the someone pulled the fire alarm. Right. Like it's shit like that. No, like, you know, know you know staying. But a pizza's going there, so you're just gonna poison any pizza that goes there. And then oh by the no. way, five guys show up. They give it to his trainer and his friend, and who they they have the audacity twenty two years later to say. Oh, I got a bad feeling about this, pizza, Mike. <laughs> and then they watch him eat the whole fucking. And then pizza. they watch him eat the whole thing. Like if you're his trainer, you're his friend. Be like, don't eat that. I'm like, dude, it's not worth it. That pizza, something's up with the pizza. Instead, he's yeah. like, I knew it. I fucking had it all along. It's like, but it could have been. Are... I mean, it's just like, just you know. I mean, I've eaten stuff that's you know fucked with my stomach, and no one sure. poisoned me. You know, sure. it happens. I don't, but I don't think. First of all, remember, you're in Salt Lake City. I don't think you can get alcohol past eight <laughs> o'clock in Salt Lake City. Nah, that's probably true. No. That's probably true. It's definitely not hungover. You can get an IV and be fine the next day. And like, you think really no. Jordan's going to drink to the point where he's incapacitated with all these people around him? Like Rodman, that's would, but not Jordan. Yeah, yeah, if it's Rodman, of course. But probably that makes not. no sense at all. Yeah, and that's another and one. Why I if you're believe, the trainer, right, you let them eat a whole pizza anyway? <laughs> you're what, the trainer. Yeah, uh, the the trainer. Oh, you think the trainer Whoa. did it, Shark? Mm. I mean. Shit, baby. Let's really keep spear see this yeah. up. Well, Jordan by the late nineties was not in like super shape. I mean, he played a lot of minutes, but he's always he was always gassed and he's like smoking cigars all the time. He's drinking beers in like the trainer's room. Like it's not like athletes today. Remember he told that story. It was amazing. He's like he was in like shoot around and it was like noon. And he's like, Yeah, you know, woke up. Had a couple beers, yeah, smoked a cigar. It was like, what? Like it's <laughs> noon. I don't think he's joking. No, no I don't either. Yeah, no. he he could just he could do well, it. Yeah, and they were drinking Miller Lights. The the Chicago Bulls clinched the playoff or whatever they clinched. They were just hiding in the locker room drinking Miller Lights just on the training table. Just <laughs> They're crushing. just like us, living the dream. These guys there were only the dream. four beers then. 
<laughs> that or Bud Light. And that was it. That's all you had to choose from. Mila Curse. All right. <laughs> this this is another one of the Keith Spiracy questions. Is Space Jam in a shared universe with Who Framed Roger Rabbit? God, I hope so. Why not? It 100% yeah. is because this is the same universe. They Well, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which took place like in like the 40s. They introduced the idea that the Looney Tunes and other cartoon characters are actors. So like if you're watching a, like a Looney Tunes adventure, that's Bugs Bunny acting. And that's the same thing that you have in Space Jam. But they're also the point is that in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the tunes and the humans live together like kind of seamlessly, but then shit kind of went south. And, and the they tune town and yeah, we should probably separate a little bit. So by the time Space Jam happens, that's why they're in different places, yet they do know each other. And they also say the only movie ever where Disney characters and Looney Tune characters are together is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But in Space Jam, Bugs Bunny refers to something as a Mickey Mouse operation. So there is also that connection as well. So I'm going to say, and they yeah. both have the tunes getting the human to save the day. Correct. I mean, I was on the fence, but after hearing <laughs> that, that's pretty. <laughs> pretty funny. <bloody. laughs> uh, Think I don't think uh, yeah that it checks out it, it clearly does. yeah it clearly checks out. Uh, do you guys have any unanswered questions from the series? Uh, not unanswered questions, but I think one of the things that's a, a, just a goddamn shame is that Jerry Krause wasn't around <laughs> to speak for himself. You know what I mean? Like I would have loved. Yeah. I, he passed. I think 2017. I think he died. But like, was it? Yeah, yeah but like, I would have liked to have heard his side more you're right 17 because they, they, they had so him in old footage it's yeah, so it's easy weird, to paint him as a prick without yeah. letting him stand up for himself you know he he did make some amazing moves like traded up for pippin mm-hmm. right out collins for phil jackson like right. got rodman you know drafted horace grant got steve kerr drafted tony kuko like yeah good point like he, he also knew baller moves he also knew to even though Jordan was friends with him, he traded Charles Oakley to the Knicks for Bill Cartwright, which on the surface isn't like this monster move, but Cartwright was the starting center on those early title teams and was like a, it was a big deal. So no, he was good. It was just, he inherited Jordan. Mm. And I think that might've been one of the reasons why he was always just like chasing more credit. You know? Yeah, because like the best player in the world wasn't his on his watch. He didn't pick him. Like, he didn't pick him. Yeah, and like, but like everything else that ho- that whole other team, you know, he would have picked who was that fucking dumb dumb who they took number two, Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely for me gives off a bit of a Belichick vibe of like, yeah, can I be the smartest person like in, in you know in the room oh, in the world? It's a hundred percent Belichick. Where and maybe we'll see it this year for good or bad. Like. It's not like, yeah, the players are good and you can have some really good players, but it's more the organization. It's more the coaching. It's more the, our system. I'm like, all right, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We will. We'll let's see. Hope. But Here's hopefully this, the Patriots are better than the Bulls because the Bulls were atrocious. And really, they've not been good since. They had the one really good year when Derrick Rose was the MVP and then he got hurt and was just never the same. They had some good playoff series with the Celtics with like Ben Gordon and Kirk Heinrich and those guys, <laughs> but like 
Those assholes. Those the Bulls just uh, they have not been uh, they have not been great. Besides, or anything else you guys want to hit on from from the anything at all that we missed? More Carmen Electra next time. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't interview Jordan's first wife. I would have been interested to hear like, was Jordan just like never around because he was just so consumed by basketball, or just even like a couple clips from her? But maybe Jordan didn't want her in it. Maybe she didn't want to. Yeah, I think Jordan had final say. Yeah, a lot of this. I'm sure he had final cut. This is weird. Like. He has what? Because he has an ex-wife and a current wife. Neither were in it. And then he has um, like his kids who like popped up. Kids were in a little quickly bit. Oh end. shit! You know who I wish they interviewed? That fucking lady from Salt Lake City who was going. Ban- oh, was Indianapolis? Who was going <laughs> yeah. bananas behind the bench? <laughs> yeah. God damn you! No, there's no way. There's no way with that high stress level that she's still with us. No chance. <laughs> there's no chance. They're, they're, uh, she's on the internet. They're calling her Indianapolis Can- uh, Karen. Karen, yeah. Oh, well, wow. no okay. shit. <laughs> yeah. How did they not interview Carl Malone? Yeah, the, good one. I was he probably curious. didn't want to do it. He's, I bet he's a prick. Yeah, he's a, oh, seems like a weird is, dude. They had, uh, so if you look at the teams that they played, they had Magic and they played the 91 Lakers. Mm-hmm. 92, they had nobody from the Blazers. They didn't have Drexler. 93, they had yeah. uh, Barkley in this, and, and Danny Ainge. From the Suns, mm-hmm. ninety six they had Peyton from the Sonics, and no then ninety seven and ninety eight they only had John Stockton, and they had Ewing, but they only had Stock. And then I was trying to think of like who they else. They had Ewing, they had Isaiah, they had Larry Bird, Reggie uh, Miller. Do you guys remember Carl Malone talks about himself in the third person? Yeah, Carl Malone. The best interview. Carl Malone. Michael Jordan. Carl Malone's probably tired of talking about Michael Jordan. He's good on crank anchors. That. <laughs> was that Jimmy Kimmel did Carl Malone? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Carl Malone. That's like all he ever said. Hey, it's me, Carl Malone. Who I, I eventually did... who eventually wrestled Dennis Rodman in WCW? All like, comes full circle. Perfect. I, I did think the like the other players talking about Jordan with some of the best stuff in the whole thing, like uh, Reggie Miller being like, ah, "That's Black Jesus." Don't, yeah. Don't so good. Jesus. I, yeah. Story. I thought it was great too. Like BJ Armstrong and Horace Grant were the two guys that had the perspective of playing with him and then playing against him in the playoffs. And that was really good. Also, Jordan clearly held a grudge against Horace Grant and cl- and thinks that Grant's the one that fed Sam Smith all the stuff. Oh, oh yeah, we didn't Even bring that Grant, up. Like, it wasn't me. And he's like, but it's still- he's a, yeah, there was a thing he was like, it, I think he said, like, it wasn't just me. <laughs> but- I, think it, I think it was part yeah. Horace Grant. Yeah. I, I think so. But that was like the long list of stuff that pissed off Jordan was amazing. There was my favorite, he made shit up. He made yeah, the Bradford Smith thing. He made up was like, yeah, that never happened. I just said he like uh, slighted me by saying, "Hey, nice game, Jordan." Put his arm around like, yeah, him. Yeah, that, that, that never happened. That never happened. So did he say that? No. Like, why would no, you make that up? Never. He's like, because I needed like. They're like, they compared him to Clyde Drexler, him. so he took a shit on Drexler. Yeah. He's like, uh, Jerry Krause liked Dan Marley. Like okay, so where's Thunder Dan Marley. in all this? By Thunder the way, Dan. Thunder Dan they could have used. There was Carl uh, Malone wins MVP, so he's pissed, pissed him that. off. Um, Gary Payton shut him down. Say he didn't deserve it. So good. But Iron Russell brought him out of retirement. Probably. So that's why I love that story where he's like he shows up. He's still playing baseball, but Stockton Malone are in town, so he goes mm-hmm. to say what's up to those guys. And Byron Russell's like, hey. Like, why'd you quit? Like, I could have defended you and stuff. 
No chance he said that. <laughs> no. No way. Like, no way. No one Jordan the way that we no know. rookie. No made... rookie would go up to Michael Jordan and say no that chance. without somebody stopping him and be like, "Don't, don't." My guess is, but Russell maybe didn't said say it didn't happen. No, that was the LeBradford Smith one. I thought the Russell one he said didn't happen. I think. Uh... Yeah, Stockton I thought it was, was the like, LeBradford yeah, Smith know, like put his arm around him. And... No, that was that one. I thought the yeah. my yeah, guess Stockton is the Russell. I bet I bet Russell was just like, "Hey guys, like, or like, hey Mike, like I would have loved to have had a chance to play yeah. against you, like something <laughs> super innocent." He's like, "What? what the fuck now you you're say? on my list." Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus takes Christ. out a little notebook. He's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Oh my god. No, it's lipstick on the wall, like in Edison. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, Byron, Byron. Glad I called that guy. <laughs> uh, no, I thought – I'm trying to think. Who, oh, I thought Reinsdorf came across poorly too, going back think, to like – Yeah. Because like he was in charge of this whole thing. Like he easily could have been like, hey, let's keep Phil longer. Or like at Wait. what point is the owner, do you step in mm-hmm. with the GM and be like, cut the shit? Mm-hmm. Like Probably this when is he, when he, he threatened, you know, the best player of all time at the peak yeah. of hours, you know, or like clearly the best coach in the NBA and be like, no, 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 right. you're wrong. Right. And not only that, but like we're selling the fucking indoor soccer team before you got here was <laughs> selling out more than we were. That was crazy. Like, shut up. Like we're, we're printing money as the like Jersey sales and ticket sales and all this stuff. Right. Like stop. Like you're going to blow this up. Crazy. So yeah. stupid. I think they even underplayed how much everybody hated Kraus or like how much bad blood was between, because, you know, they're referring to Phil, like there's no way Phil would have come back. And it's like, even with everything that they showed, it, it probably was even worse. It's amazing though. Like they basically chose, or Reinsdorf, because he's the only one that has this control. He said, yeah, I'm going to go with Kraus over Phil, Michael, Scotty, Rodman, Kerr, Harper, like the whole team, but Kukoch. Basically, it was like Kraus was like, I got to keep, keep Kukoch. Like, Tony Kukoch. And then He's they the were the future of the franchise. They even said that once. Like They that. had the worst record in the Easter Conference. Kukoc. They got the number one pick. Then they got Elton Brand the next year. Then they continued to miss the playoffs. For they like got the- rid of Elton Brand pretty quickly, too. Yeah. Yep. They had the baby bolt with uh, Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. They were so bad. Yeah. So they. This was their run. So they they win the finals. Then they miss the playoffs for six years. Tim Floyd for three and a half. And then Bill Cartwright ends up taking over for a little bit. Every time you say Bill Cartwright, I want to go, Cartwright! <laughs> but I don't. Then they lost in the first round twice. They lost in the second round. Then they missed the playoffs. Then the first round twice. They made it to the conference finals in 11 under uh, Thibodeau. And then they lost in the first round, second round, first round, second round, missed it, first round, missed it, missed it. And now they're going to miss it again. Like, since Jordan, just a disaster. But, hey, they had to hurry up and get that rebuild in. So. <laughs> hurry up. Ten but years later. Besides the New England Patriots, what team would you like to see get a documentary like this? And I, I thought about this more than any other question you asked. And it has to be the 80s Edmonton Oilers. Like there is ne- like such I actually was thinking that. The most dominant <laughs> team of that decade. Um I think they won 5 Stanley Cups in 7 years. And they actually won the year after Gretzky got traded, they won again in 90 without him. So like With there's Jeff like Messier, right? 
just Messier and Curry and um, coffee. No coffee yeah, is gone by there. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, but like Kevin Grant Love was on their team. Goalie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, but like, there. I'm thinking of like great teams that have like a singular star. Yeah. Like, and you think of like this. It happened in baseball, but like with like a, a singular number is retired. Like the number 99 is retired for the entire NHL. Yeah, that sounds outrageous. Like, I mean, Jackie it. Jackie Robinson's numbers retired for the for all of baseball, but like Wayne Gretzky's numbers, you, nobody can ever wear that again. He's yeah. like that unquestionably the greatest hockey player ever. Did nobody see, argues that until recently. Nobody argued that again about Jordan. Did you see the they did the Wide World of Sports and it was a race between Bjorn Borg, Pele, Wayne Gretzky, and somebody else. Gretzky. And he fucking smoked everybody. <laughs> Gretzky did, yeah, by like, like ten yards. Yeah, it was on, crazy on regular shoes. Yeah, and like, and, and they were all wearing like golf shirts, like polo shirts. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm trying to think of who it was. Well, and the Oilers didn't they have to overcome like like the Bulls and the Pistons? They had to overcome the Islanders, right? Like, they yeah, right before that. Yeah, because the Islanders had won. They won like four, four in a row. In a row. Yeah. Yeah, like in the early '80s. Yeah, that's definitely the right answer. But they also beat two Gretzky, of the best Bruins teams too. They beat. Oh yeah, those were good. Yeah. And Bork and all. They they beat them in two Stanley Cup finals. That Gretzky uh, thirty for thirty. I think it was the first ever thirty for thirty when he, like got traded, when he got traded. When he got traded, traded. The Kings was awesome. So it was sorry. It was Wayne Gretzky, Pele, Bjorn Borg, and Sugar Ray Leonard, and he beat everyone by like light years. Like, watch it. They used to do so much silly shit back in the day with, like, hey, let's take all these great athletes and, like, have them, like, like thumb wrestle each other. Yeah, it was a Who can juggle the longest? Yeah. Like, why why are we watching this? Um, Because it's on TV, Rich. Yeah, I'd watch it. So, (laughs) my. throw quarters closest to the wall. I would watch that right now. (laughs) I would have watched that, Jordan. I would have watched for hours. My answer for the team that desperately needs the 30 for 30 is the. I guess it's like the O two thousand eight Florida Gators football team. Oh, is it with like Tebow and Hernandez? That so team? I don't need more murderers. This is not just Tebow and Hernandez. So Tim Tebow, maybe the greatest person of all time. This was also <laughs> the roster that they had. So they had Cam Newton was on the team. Oh shit, that's right. He hadn't he hadn't left yet. They had Chris Rainey, who was a running back. He proved to be a bad guy later on. Uh, that's going to be a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Percy Harvin, Riley Cooper, Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncey Twins, Brandon Spikes, uh, Joe Hayden, Janoris Jenkins, who got kicked out of Florida, uh, Jermaine Cunningham, Carlos Dunlap. They also had Jeff Demps, who was an Olympic sprinter, who I absolutely loved. Not a bad guy, but happy to be on this team. Uh, They had a couple other little dudes, too. But, like, insane. And then Urban Meyer, who is the biggest scumbag of them all, was the head coach. So I want to know about that. None of those people will agree to be interviewed. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) Tebow might. Tebow loves the camera. It's like just Tebow. Like, yeah, a lot of good guys on that team. Let me tell you about all these friends. But that's what's crazy to me is all those guys on that team looked up to and like respected Tebow. Like played played their asses off for him. Insane. You would think they would hate him. That's like Christian though. Christian dangerous guy in that group. Like what? Um, I tell you what I don't I had, want. I don't want a Patriots one. No. I no, had two I that I thought of. I said uh, late 90s, early 2000s Lakers, the Kobe Shaq thing. 
Yes. You know, them hating each other could be great. And then and you more Phil. Think about, you'd have more Phil on that. Yeah. yeah. More Phil. And you get and he's he's great in these interviews. And you also have to think about like big personalities, not just superstar athletes, but people who are really good and willing to be interviewed and will be crazy and say crazy things. The nineties cowboys with Michael Irvin. Yeah. Uh, and Aikman yeah. could be could be a good one too. Yeah, who, I, I said the same thing would, and, for, and similar reasons. I'll said the Dale Blazers. Uh, yes. basically yeah. anything with Kevin Garnett. Just, I want Kevin yeah, Garnett. Garnett. Like, the what, jail, um, jail Blazers would be good, and they actually that Pippen sort of joined them for a little bit, right? Right when what they had like story? Rasheed Wallace. You would know who. What oh, was that story that. with? Uh, who was the guy in the Cowboys that would just like? crack stick like during like team meetings like they'd be like charles doing haley field. charles haley would just like whip it out just like yeah. yep. mid-meeting correct like the dong themed dork <laughs> most of them are look we always come back to dong somehow it somehow it's come right. we always it has do a lot it. to yeah. do with that yeah it's we like are called dork <laughs> right it's my so. new year's resolution it has to do with my dork <laughs> <laughs> it's neither here nor there uh anything else anything else remotely related to this before we get to the pick of the pod Watch. I mean, this is great. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not the biggest basketball fan in the world, but I will say as if you're listening to this right now and you're not a huge basketball fan, I will tell you this, like growing up in the nineties, like is the only time in my life I cared about basketball. And 80% of that was because of the Chicago bulls. Like, and, and like, I just, I remember playing, like wanting to play basketball with my friends uh, I grew up playing hockey and all my friends played like CYO basketball. And like, I wanted to play basketball with them because I watched Michael Jordan play basketball. Jordan. Yeah. You know? I and mean, it was, was like, it. it was a, like, I can't, the phenomenon that they talk about in this was absolutely real. Well, it's, I mean, Jordan in the dream, I mean, the dream team together, but specifically Jordan. Yeah. I mean, it's like why it's a worldwide game now. And I'm pissed at myself because I wore Jordans like my whole like childhood. Like I I did the same Justin Timberlake talking about like saving money, like blowing lawns to buy Jordans. Like I did yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And it's just because it was just you had to wear fucking it's, Jordans. It's man. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think seeing the, the footage of him, like I hadn't like gone back and watched Jordan footage in so long. Like he's just so fucking cool. Like everything yeah. he does, like yeah. the swagger, like of course this guy was a star just even like shooting hoops at like North Carolina, like yeah. before the game, you're just like, man, you look cool. Like him sticking his tongue out was like a cool thing. Remember? Like, Everyone did that. Everybody's Everyone. sticking their tongue out now. Or, yeah. or chewing gum, just chewing gum. Yep. Always look cool. Chewing up like the dunk, like he did the dunk contest, which I always love. Another reason why he's better than LeBron is because he was willing to put himself out there and do the dunk With contest gold chains on early in his career. That was the shit. That's one of the greatest posters ever. Yeah. And I wasn't, I was the opposite of like a front runner. Like I liked the Boston teams. And then when the Boston teams were bad, I would still root for like players that were not like the most popular. So mm -hmm. I never liked the bulls, but he just kind of was beyond that. Like everybody just, he's the best. Like you, you can't argue it. Yeah. There was, there was no argument. Like I'm not rooting for the bulls. I'm rooting for Michael Jordan. Right. But it was a weird time. Cause I hated the Pacers. I hated the Knicks. I hated the jazz. I hated the bulls. There was not a lot like I like the Sonics. The Celtics were horrible over the like some of those 90s Celtics teams were trash. And it was like, and I like that Suns, I like that 93 Suns team a lot. But it was like, man, it was hard I love, love to those Suns and and the that you could do a whole podcast on how the Sonics were kind of a disappointment, like the 94 they, losing in the first round. And yeah, yeah, they uh, they 
yeah, to the Nuggets. They they definitely were a disappointment. I was looking at, like those George Carl teams won a lot of games, but they only made it to the finals once. And then Sean Kemp left, and then it was like then the team left, in fact. <laughs> Sean Sean Kemp had some family obligations. Well, how many kids does he have? Like he's like a thirty kids? he's got like thirty kids. It's not a big With deal. like ten different women or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. he's so, a breweries. Obi, you <laughs> tweeted out a picture of you and Shark at Jordan's last Bulls Celtics game in Boston. And what I thought was hilarious was you had a sign that said Scotty come to Boston. That's amazing. Like I because I didn't I completely forget like how we were that probably was... paying attention and we probably knew that Scotty Pippen yeah. wasn't happy with the Bulls and was like gonna leave. And like we that's just hilarious that you had that. No, but there was I remember that. I didn't I didn't remember that until they brought it up. Yeah. That that was yeah. that was all that was like a real thing for a while. Prior oh, yeah. to the 97-98 season, uh Kraus had a deal uh to send Pippen to the Celtics for two first round draft picks. Yeah. Where it was gonna take Tracy McGrady and somebody else, and Reinsdorf killed it. Unbelievable. He's like, now nah, we're going for one more. And what I don't, a great I what if. I don't think I even knew that at the time. Like I think I obviously I knew he was unhappy and like was, you know, yeah. on the fence. And, and when I heard it in the documentary, I was like, Whoa. and like maybe I knew it back then, but I don't remember knowing that. I think I was I just like, hey, Scotty, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take the I'll take Maybe it. that it was that sign that kind of put the wheels in motion. <laughs> <laughs> he looked up, he's like, Yep, I'm gonna go to Houston for a year and then yeah, Portland for five and then yeah, back to Chicago it. to retire. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Uh yeah, but again, I just like so, like the style of basketball is pretty ugly to be honest in the 90s but when you, when that's what you grow up on it's like this is the greatest thing ever just a lot of a lot of twos a lot of a lot of a lot of mid-range twos a lot of twos a lot of turnaround jumpers from mid-range all right let's get to the old uh, pick of the podcast pick of the bomb pick of the bomb pick of the bomb pick of the pod. Davey, would you like to uh, kick receive defer or defend a goal I'll do, uh, do our do our guests have a pick of the ball? 100%. Defer, oh, of course guests? they do. Of course. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll go last and second to last. So let's All go right. first to our man Woody. What do you got? There's tons of stuff. I don't know when I'll be back on next. So tons of good stuff. TV billions, Yellowstone, Drive to Survive has gotten me into Formula One because I'm so desperate for sports. Wow. Uh, air fryers for cooking children's food Fucking and right. uh, wings for adults. Yep. Uh, but my pick of the pod, since we're in basketball, goes back to our high school days. And I want to give a shout out to Coach Green, who our high school basketball coach uh, was such a character that he would play hearts with the kids in the dorms at night. And he shot the moon and did the worm and broke his fucking arm. And shout out to <laughs> Coach Green. You'll never hear this. But the guy was such a fucking character. Wait, he used to drive, he's he's used to drive pot, pieces he? the other way. He's not picking the pot. He's alive. Okay. He's alive. You don't have any info on it. So. So the other great Coach Green story was, I think it was sophomore year. Uh, so I was already on the team for a year, and we were doing tryouts. And somebody – no, was this you, Shark? Was it freshman year? No, 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 it wasn't for you. It was somebody else. Do you remember the story? Oh, I, so, know so, what, I know what you're going to say. No, it's just like tryouts. And like tryouts is like such a range of skill level. And like some kid like missed a layup or something. And oh, like probably, it wasn't me. No, like a kid missed. No, it wasn't. It was, it wasn't me. Never, never. I think it was. So a kid missed a layup and like probably fell down or something. And 
coach said, like, he's in the middle of practice. There's like people running up and down the court, and I'm running right by him. And he goes, They cut themselves, Richie. They cut themselves. <laughs> I remember you, the kid missed the layup and just left. He just left tryouts. I, re- I remember that. He goes, oh. They cut themselves. I'm like, He definitely heard you. He used but. to call airball sailors for sailors. That's a goddamn, there's another goddamn sailor, Richie. And the best was so our assistant coach at the time was uh also played for Coach Green before. Like he came back and he was on the staff. And he was like he was like a good player or whatever, but he was talking about how one time they came back from like Christmas break and they had like the worst game ever. And 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 our coach was like, Yeah, it's because they showed up, they were all on the sauce. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I remember our assistant coach being like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm like a faculty member now. Like, I don't need you telling them that I was on the sauce. <laughs> but he was the guy was an absolute character. He, was um, the best. he left after our junior year, but he was the yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't play senior year. Yeah, makes Rest sense. Peace. That guy was awesome. Uh, all right, Opie, what do you got? Um, well, so that. I'm way, as you probably know, I'm way behind on like everything, but I've been catching up on stuff. And so we just finished McMillions. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Via Hulu, the free HBO little thing that they're doing. So that was, <laughs> that was a nice find. Um, love the, uh, the, the like young hotshot kind of FBI agent who's like the wild card of the, the group. That was hilarious. He was like, he thought he was so funny. <laughs> he was so funny. <laughs> he ended just up being time. pretty good. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, a. Shout out to all the uh, frontline people, uh, especially because I they opened up testing so here, uh, so I went and got a test, and everyone was really friendly, even though it hurt like hell doing this. Uh, so they jammed a thing up your nose hole. They did. Do you have it? I don't. Did you keep it? No. Good for you. <laughs> How about this? COVID free. This podcast. COVID free. Let we know of anyway. Yeah, yeah one that's an assumption of the guys. Uh, Shark. Um, so I'm going to rattle off a few, uh, for the parents who are stuck with kids here, are a few that do not just absolutely crush my soul. Uh, wild Crafts on PBS. Real good. <laughs> yep. Uh, Magic school bus, both the old version and magic school bus rides again, learned Ooh. some new stuff today. Um, Elena of Avalor, uh, Disney plus not terrible and Arctic dogs, uh, which is, Kind of bad at the movie, but has Jeremy Renner uh, doing one of the voices, which for whatever reason cracked me up the whole time. So, is like that it. the one? No, that's not the one with Cuba Gooding Jr., right? No, no, it's, it's okay. animated. Okay. You're thinking of Jerry Maguire. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. He was in like, was it Snow Dogs or something like that? Snow, Snow Dogs. Movie. I think that's been talked about as one of the worst movies of all time. You're thinking yeah. of Snow Piercer with Chris No, that Evans. movie's fucking badass. Yeah, that movie's Did you bad. ask if that's a Willy Wonka? Yeah. Universe? yeah, yeah, that was on uh, it, Dale and Keith. We're doing our, our movie club, and so that there is an unbelievable. There's a guy who does a YouTube video. It's like 18 minutes long, and it is so convincing that Snowpiercer is a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Well, it would be the sequel to Great Glass Elevator, right? Yeah, I guess that's the second yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But or you could just take it right from there and like connect your own dots but it is so spot on i gotta watch that and, video because i heard so about it i heard you talking about it, but i don't the, I ed, seen the, video. the ed harris character from snowpiercer yeah is charlie it's fucked watch Whoa. the video it's so I will. i'll watch that video okay my up yeah what do you got all right so first of all big shout out to wood by the way pro fucking tip with the air fryer 
We have an air fryer. I can so make good. everything. I can make grilled cheese sandwiches, chicken nuggets, French fries, anything. Just throw them in the Reheating air fryer. Reheating your pizza is so much better now. It's so much better. Can um, you make fish nuggets? You can. No, you cannot. That's not a thing. Fish sticks? Fish sticks is the thing. Fish sticks? <laughs> anyway. Popcorn chicken? Um, I forgot to mention this the in the KFC? video game minute because we were... <laughs> yeah, I got to see you working there. Um, <laughs> the pioneer. Today, yeah. today, by the way, is the 10th anniversary of Red Dead Redemption, the original one, wow. which I would say is close to a masterpiece of a video game as there ever ever has been. Um, and my pick of the pod, I, I mentioned this last week, but I finished it today. And for the, you guys watch Ex Machina, the, the movie? Yeah. You've seen mm-hmm. this movie? Yeah. Devs on FX. It's streaming on Hulu right now. It's only eight episodes is the shit. Watch really? devs. Yes. De- I'm not that's all I'm gonna say about it. Who's Watch in devs? devs. Ron Related uh, to X Machina. Nick, Nick Offerman. Um it's it's a uh, I can't say anything about that, but you have to just watch it, and then we'll oh, we could do a whole episode. Jesus. Honest to God, we could do a whole episode on. It. We we honestly, I, don't have I, will, I will talk about it forever. I'm See, not paid money. I don't know, know that. Right? Anyway, um, you only have so many streaming services. Nick Offerman, uh, from Ex Machina. Remember with Kyoko, the one who can't speak the robot who can't speak yeah. English. She's yeah. like the main character in this one. Um, Allison Pill, who you, you'd know her if you saw her. She was in Scott Pilgrim. She's in a. She was in the newsroom. The show. She's got the really round okay. face. Okay. You know, you'd know her if you saw her. Uh, she was the played the drums in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, anyway, Scott. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. You'd know her if you saw her. Scott. Um, but she's it's got a, uh, she's it's, got a face like a pumpkin pie. You, you know her. No, she she has an incredible head. It's it's all right. It's off putting at times. Um. Devs, awesome, and we, if I would love okay, to talk to you guys see. all about it once, which we gotta go. Dark <laughs> fuck. My, my pick of the pod is. Uh, have you guys seen? I know I'm a little late to the dance. It's been out for a couple months. Have you seen Dave? Not uh, yet. Yes. Is it good? Yes. yes. Opie's definitely seen it. A hundred percent. So good. See it. So good. Yeah. So is you know, good? little right. Dicky. Yeah. So little Dicky's got a TV show. It's called Dave, and it's on FXX. It's 10 episodes. It's amazing. I love it. It also made me go down a giant wormhole or whatever of... Uh, Rabbit hole? Ra- <laughs> you see his pro sports one? How wormhole. good is that? Um, yes. Uh, little Dicky's rap or like YouTube video. It's amazing. So good. Yeah. He's got so many... The song he does with Snoop Dogg is incredible. Have you heard that? Yeah, it's about... I just downloaded the whole album. That's my favorite one on the album. The Professional Rapper. So good. Holy shit. I gotta get on this. I gotta get on this. All right. This guy, dude, yeah. Davey, it's so good. It's one of these things that I know I'm gonna overhype, but Dave is awesome. It's okay. hilarious. And he's no, like my, legit, he's like a legit good rapper, too. But yeah. like the side characters were all really funny too. That's it's one of those things like my brother never recommends things to me. Yeah. Because he knows I'll just poo-poo it, but he's just like, dude, you gotta watch fucking Dave. You have Dave. to watch it. Dave. I love so, Dave. It's like not what you think, right? It's it's, yeah. it's like subtler and funnier than See, yeah, I just thought it was going to be like goofy shit, and he's like, "No, it's not. It's not at all." So, I'll check it out. <laughs> his, his single on the show, his this hit single that you like. So it's it's semi autobiographical, right? So and, he blows up, he goes viral, and what's the song? Yeah, so like he before he's like a rapper, like he has like a really popular YouTube song, and the name of the song is "My Dick Sucks." <laughs> <laughs> 
so so good. So good. <laughs> I right, love. I'll it. watch that so tonight. Watch That's show, my dude. plan tonight. Yeah. All right. So maybe that'll be our episode next week if if you finish it. It's, yeah. I love it. <laughs> my dick sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a whole new disease that is that he's referring to. Oh my god! <laughs> it's something we can all relate to. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and just about everywhere else podcasts are available. You can follow us on Twitter at Dork Podcast and Instagram. And by the way, um, I usually I run the Instagram account. Davey chimes in sometimes, but you know it's Davey. Uh, so the the music of the day selection has been me. Oh, have people so, been asking? Yeah, people were asking. Yeah, so it, yeah. it was me. Uh, you can. I would not put a Mudvayne song on my. <laughs> The fucking thing asked for something you play loud, Ryan. You play <laughs> "Dig" by Mudvayne real you loud. There's, you can't play that at a reasonable volume. No, you have to play that, like yeah, I, I agree. With sound you, right if you don't play it loud. There are a couple songs where I was like, "Is this Katie <laughs> posting <laughs> on the wrong thing?" Lana Del Rey. It's fucking rich. Loves Lana Del Rey. I love Lana Del Rey. Her voice is so haunting. Love Lana. Yeah. <laughs> uh we stream the youtube or we stream on the youtube on monday nights uh youtube.com slash dork podcast you can email us anytime dork podcast at gmail.com and davy's twitching tomorrow night baby twitch Tuesday, wednesday TV thursday yep slash arvon d uh any of you guys want to plug anything that you guys are doing i don't have any thanks i ain't doing what's shit be- woody what's that behind you you son oh, of a other side over here yeah that's our fantasy my, football trophy my trophy just pull it for me <laughs> Opie, Just where can the people follow you? Glue it in there. <laughs> At uh, Opie the Poet, spelled stupidly, O-P-E-Y-T-H-A-P-O-E-T. What's an Opitha? Is Opie the Poet taken? I don't know. I actually haven't looked. Just fucking switch it then. What are you doing? Just switch it. Maybe. Opie. We'll see. <laughs> so when you're out, you're like, yeah, check me out. I'm Opie the poet, but I spell the like an asshole. <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> I was I was one thing you're, not, you're not gonna be able to find the correct page. Snoop Dog and all that like they were, asshole. They wrote T H A, so I went with it in high I'm school. Go steal it right now. <laughs> they wrote where? <laughs> Shark's gonna squat on Opie the <laughs> I'll sell it to you. You'll buy five hundred bucks. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna swoop in and get Opie Duh Poet, <laughs> and I'm only gonna do covers of your song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have everything you tweet five seconds after. <laughs> I'm gonna single white female your ass. Uh. All right, I don't. I got anything else? Anything else you guys want to say? There's a lot of people listening, so now's the time. No? We got any questions? We no. good? Uh, how many stones on the dock? How's what? How many stones? Oh, oh Jesus Christ, Shark. Great question. Whoa, nice work. Yeah. Nice work. Five. I think, yeah, four and a half. I think it could have been, I think it's so popular just because everybody's watching it. And I think it's also nostalgic for us. But my wife's a pretty good indication when it comes to like sports documentaries sometimes. Like if it's really good, she'll get invested in it. And this one, she was like, I don't really care. And so I think if I didn't love the 90s basketball, I don't think I would like it as much as I did. So I'll say four and a half. It was good, but I've seen better sports documentaries. You know, nothing mentioned it like. I was kind of over it in like episode six. 
I don't think it needed to be 10 hours. I mean, no. I know that it didn't need to be 10 hours. No. So I'll go four and a half, Davey. I'm, I'm there too. I said five, but I'll go four and a half. You've Sharp. convinced me to go four and a half. I'll go five. Yep. Opie? You're compelling, and I don't remember what like sixes are, so I'll say five and a half. What? I'm I'm coronavirus five. Like it's the yeah. closest thing to live sports we've had in months. So I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. See, Chase was asking who's selecting the music for the Dork Instagram Daily Music Challenge. Not me. I haven't I haven't done any of those, but I, I've been doing my own. So Davey's on uh, our our on D six oh three six oh three on the Instagram on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that was an absolute pleasure. Sure was. Thanks for bringing us on. No, no, no. I miss you more. (laughs) No, no, no. You hang up first. No, you hang up. I don't know how to end episodes, so it's sort of... What is that? Fuck you, you bitch. Let's get get that one right. Is it... I think it's... You bitch, bitch, fuck fuck you. you? I think is what it is, yeah. That's maybe how we should end it. Yeah, it is. You bitch, fuck you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.